Welcome to the BMJ Podcast. A new article published on bmj.com gives advice on how to identify the viral cause of a rash in a pregnant woman. I'm Duncan Jarvis, multimedia editor for the BMJ, and I'm joined on the line now by one of the authors of that article. Jack Carruthers is an honorary clinical research fellow at Imperial College London. Jack, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. Um, so, you open your article with a case study, uh, and in it, a pregnant woman who's presenting with a rash um, has lived in South Asia. Um, and it made me wonder, how important is geography in this as a factor? Well, I think it's incredibly important, especially in the presentation of a pregnant woman with a rash. Um, firstly, we live in the UK, which is highly globalised population. Chances are a lot of the patients that you see were born outside the UK. Um, so taking that into account when you're faced with this with this uh, presentation is very important. Um, in the last few years, Public Health England has notified three cases of congenital rubella syndrome in women born outside the UK. Moreover, vaccination coverage is patchy across the world. Most Western democracies have comprehensive vaccination programs where they reach nearly 100% coverage for illnesses like measles and rubella. But um, World Health Organization statistics estimate that, for example, in India, varicella immunity is only 75%, whereas globally, rubella immunization coverage is 44%. Mm. So we're talking so, about it's immunization here that's the key the key thing, really, rather than exposure to, to viruses. Well, exposure is very important, too. And one of the things we look at in this article is um, travel history for viruses where there is no vaccination, understanding where these viruses are endemic and whether your patient has traveled to that region is an essential differential tool mm. to narrow down the diagnosis. Mm. Um, and on history, um, what else should be covered as part of that? Um, so in your history, it's important just to be systematic. Obviously, start with open questions and find out particularly the timing of the onset of the rash, um, then look at location of the rash. Associated symptoms are an important means to help you narrow down your differential. So a fever, malaise, lethargy might may point, point towards more of a viral cause. Other things to cover in your history, in addition to vaccination and travel history, include um, contact with uh, p uh, people who are affected by rashes. So have they been in contact with a child with a rash? Um, and then by, by extension, did they have chickenpox as a child if you're considering varicella and whether they've been in, in contact with someone, for example, who has chickenpox if they ha weren't affected by it themselves as a child. Mm. Um, and then really just use your judgment based on what other questions are necessary. And maybe that a detailed sexual history is important if you um, are considering something like HIV seroconversion, mm. which can present with a rash. And 
even controversially, Zika has been known to be sexually transmitted. So you may want to consider taking a sexual history if you're concerned about that. Mm. I mean, Zika aside, um, for being uh, fairly unlikely, but out of all the rashes that might present in pregnancy, um, how commonly is the cause viral? Um, it's hard to say. There's, there's not there's not that much um, reliable data auditing this, especially not least in the UK but worldwide. Um, I would say that the reason we focused on this in our article is that viral infections, as, viral viruses as a cause of the, a rash in pregnancy, are ones not to miss because they have that can have potentially damaging effects on the unborn child. Mm. Um, and then on that, I mean, audio isn't the best medium for this, um, but what should, uh, what key features should doctors be keeping an eye out for when they when they carry out their examination? So, um, again, approach this systematically, get um, an up-to-date set of observations and vital signs. If the woman is pyrexial, that can be a key flag for a viral cause of the rash. Then look at the distribution and location of the rash. Lots of viral rashes affect the trunk, particularly, and the back. Mac most viral rashes look macular papular, so red and uh, blanching. But, um, for example, if the rash is vesicular, you might consider varicella. Mm. Um, and then just maybe look for other associated examination findings. So generalized lymphadenopathy in, combined with a suggestive sexual history could lead you to, down the HIV seroconversion route. Hmm. Um, so if you do suspect a viral cause, uh, what's the next step? What tests should be ordered? Um, so I think in the community, the best tests at this stage would be to do a blood test. So take blood for serology uh, and take blood for viral PCR. With that, you should achieve enough sensitivity and specificity to identify whether there is a current infection. Um, so I think that would be what you would do in the community. If there is a very, if the history is very suggestive of a high risk infection and you're concerned, it may be worth at this stage empirically referring to a fetal medicine unit hmm. but mostly you can wait the five or so days that the blood test takes to come back before you act and refer hmm. and um what management options are available for for this obviously it'll depend um on the infection type but uh but yes can you take us through that hmm. yeah so um management options in the community are fairly limited but you can be a, a real vital link for the patient as they're going through this process so if the results come back and it suggests that there is a current infection with a high-risk virus in most cases it warrants referral to a specialist fetal medicine unit at that time mm -hmm. um, they can then deal with any possible effects the virus has had on the unborn child for your patient, the treatment is supportive and um, involves advice such as 
limiting her exposure to other potentially vulnerable people, uh, making sure she's well hydrated, trying to reassure her at this stage as it's likely that she will be quite concerned. Hmm. And uh, if it does turn out to be an HIV um, infection, presumably that referral would go um, to HIV specialist services instead? Yes, um, yes, that would that would be the case. Um, now, with things like rubella, um, or even potentially Zika, depending on where you are in the world, um, circulating, obviously this can be very distressing to patients you know, if there are potential teratogenic effects. So in your experience, what do you think patients' main concerns are and how would you counsel them? So um, we involved a patient fairly early on in the in the writing of this article, she she was asked to review the article and the the thing she came up with the most was that she would be most concerned about her unborn child. Um, so she would want clear information on the next steps that were going to happen. She would want information on what kind of tests you were going to do and um, whether she could prevent um, the situation from escalating. I think as a GP at this stage, it's important to reassure the patient that, in fact, most of the time, this rash is completely benign, um, to emphasise that we're doing these tests so that we exclude any really uh, nasty things happening, but that that's not what you expect at this stage. Mm. At this point, you can, you can adopt a health promotion role as a GP so um, it's important to to emphasize that if the results come back positive for example for measles or rubella you would uh, offer a vaccination an MMR vaccination after pregnancy it's a live vaccine so it cannot be given during pregnancy um, also if you are practicing in a Zika endemic area be important to advise patients to abstain from sexual intercourse, to consider uh, adequate mosquito repellents and protection. Be also, this stage, you could start contact tracing. Um, I think just in general, when women register with a GP practice and they're of childbearing age, it'd be a good point at that time to take a full vaccination history so that you can top up any gaps in the history. Mm. Thanks, Jack. You've been listening to Jack Carruthers discuss the article A Suspected Viral Rash in Pregnancy, now available on bmj.com. If you've enjoyed this or found it useful, then have a look out for our other podcasts. You can subscribe to them on iTunes or find our full back catalogue on SoundCloud. Let us know what you think by rating or reviewing us. It lets us know what you like and helps other people to find us. That's all for this podcast. We'll be back soon with more education, analysis and debate. Join us then.